In this episode, we're talking about how to feel supported when you're an education trailblazer. Before we start, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast is recorded, the Kabi Kabi and Gabi Gabi people. We honour their songlines and storylines and pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. And we'd also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which you are listening to this episode today. Welcome to Raising Wildlings, a podcast about parenting, alternative education stepping into the wilderness, however that looks, with your family. Each week, we'll be interviewing experts that truly inspire us to answer your parenting and education questions. We'll also be sharing stories from some incredible families that took the leap and are taking the road less travelled. We're your hosts, Vicky and Nikki from Wildlings Forest School. Pop in your headphones, settle in and join us on this next adventure. Hello and welcome to the Raising Wildlings podcast. We're your hosts, Vicky Oliver and Nikki Farrell. Today, we're going to be talking all about how to feel supported when you're an education trailblazer. It can be a lonely and very hard place, right, Vic? Yeah, it can be. And it can push you really, especially if you're you've played small or you're not used to asking questions or pushing for what asking you want, for help. <laughs> asking for help. Oh my goodness. Yes, exactly. Uh, it can be really, really hard to put yourself out there as a, as a trailblazer, as someone who's trying to change the system, who's trying to start something that you are really passionate about. So we'd like to share a little bit of our stories and uh, where we started from and how far we've come five years into running Wildlings Forest Schools. When we started, the industry had really only just started. There, In mm. Queensland in particular, there was only probably one or two people already doing it. And look, they were doing it well. But everyone that was trying to start around the time that we started were just, we were fumbling around trying to figure out the how, the what and the why of nature play and forest schooling because Mm. there's this huge gap and uh, lacking of information between schools and all the legalities (laughs) and childcare and all the legalities and then business and outdoor rec and all the legalities and none of them talk to each other. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we really struggled in the beginning. We, and we, what we wanted was permission. We wanted permission. We wanted to know that what we were doing was okay, that we weren't going to get in trouble or that it was legal, that it was safe. And we had to forge our own path Mm. and ask questions in places that we didn't need to. And it was scary. It was really scary. I remember when we were first starting and we were thinking about where we sat within that framework. (laughs) Um, We're not early childhood because we're not. We're not education because we're not. Uh, Where do we sit? Are we outdoor rec? Not really. Um, Who do we go for to make sure that we're within some sort of guidelines? And it took a really long time for us to get answers. So many hours on the phone. So many hours. Oh, my goodness. And I and emails, and it would take months to get a response. Mm, yeah, particularly from the education department. Yeah, and I was so, and personally, and that's why I love working with you, Nikki. <laughs> I was so scared. I didn't want to. I didn't want to ring them. I didn't want to talk to them. I was like, no, because they might say no. Mm. What happens if they say no and they shut us down? I don't know why. And that's that limited mindset, like that that not having an infinite mindset. It was like they could say no, and that could be the end. And 
I think we've come so far into thinking, well, a no doesn't mean a no. It means, well, how do we work our way around and get what we want? Because we know that it's important. And I think that's exactly how I approached it at the time. It was like, we don't think we're here. We don't think we're here. We want to run legally. Tell us how we run legally outside of these two boxes. Yes. But I do remember opening up the Education Act um, because the Education Department said, oh, you'll need to read the Act and find out where you were. I was like, okay, yeah, I've got this. (laughs) I I can read. I'm a good reader. And I opened it up. I was like, what? Mm. This is in another language. Like I need an interpreter. Who do I, do I need an education lawyer? Mm. It was scary, but. I'm a I'm a people person, and so I got, ended up getting on the phone, and that's what solved that problem. If that's but, one thing we've learned is that phone calls make all the difference. And even now, we're like we have to make a phone call, but yeah. <laughs> every time we're like, I'm so glad I made the phone call because you do you speak to an actual person who knows who you are, who knows that you need a response, and so they're not just going to ignore the email. Um, don't get me wrong, emails are great, and they're a great way to have a paper trail for the information that they're sending. Yes, still ask for an email summarising what they've just spoken about yeah, on the phone. But uh, <laughs> it, it's always and always keep pushing and see who else in the departments or whoever you're talking to because there will be a champion somewhere in mm. there that is willing to help you get what you need. So you just need to be um, aggressive is not the right word. Um, assertive assertive is the word and I think (laughs) for me personally being assertive is not something that comes naturally to me um but I but we learn we learned how to do that um continually learning how to do that to to be able to get what we need in order to achieve our mission and I think that's something to remember as well is that when you've got a really clear mission or your why Mm. then that helps you to push past the fear yes of going out there and, and asking questions and f- thinking that you're going to get in trouble. Yeah, because that we constantly go back to that, don't we? Like this business mm. is bigger than just putting food on our table. It's bigger than us. It's bigger than our community. So our just causes, oh, we've got we've got a couple depending on, <laughs> on what area we're at. But it's easy to ask on behalf of children is what I find. So where yours might have been, um it might have been a bit scary for you to approach the education department. Well, I was the insurance. I was yeah. terrified of how much it was going to be. And, in fact, speaking to a couple of insurers at the beginning didn't help that <laughs> fear at all <laughs> because they just kept saying, well, we don't know where to put you. We don't know where to put you because you're not a childcare and you're not an education and, you know, you're kind of outdoor rec but you don't really fit into outdoor rec but you do fit into outdoor rec and, yeah, and it was scary. It was really scary. Like, well, are we going? Can we even get insurance? I, I found that one quite scary. Whereas I felt like you were quite pragmatic about it. It was like, well, it is what it is, and we'll pay what we need to pay. And yeah, because that's the thing too is that um, sometimes it's more about this is what we do. How are you going to cover us? Not yeah, yeah that's right. How do we bend ourselves in circles to fit the insurance framework? I mean, there is a little bit of that. No. But at the end of the day, you're like, no, we really want it. How make it happen for us? Um, yeah, this is what we do. Yeah. Exactly. We're not gonna hide away from that. Like there never yeah. have we ever not told them what we're doing. That's it's right. Always been blanket up front. This is gonna be a curly one for you because we do all these things with under fives. Yeah. What can you do for us? Yeah. Uh, so I think the insurance one is, has been interesting and also having to reframe the way that we see insurance as an investment rather than a cost. Yes. You've been great at that. You've, you've been really great at going, 
yeah. per person. Like you cost it out. You're like, right, okay, so across all of our programs, this is how much it is per session, whether it's one or two dollars. I go, ah, it's yeah. a black person. And, and sometimes it is it's just about reframing the way that you think about things. And actually, one of the conversations I remember about um, talking to someone in the council because they changed the council permits on us. And um, oh, that's right. No. The initial proposal was you had to pay per square meter of where you were using, and I flipped out because I thought, oh my God, we use like the whole of Chambers Island. Yeah, the whole of Chambers Island. That was going to cost us something ridiculous. And in the end, I talked. I got on the phone and I talked yeah. to the council, and they're like, "Look, there's a lesson in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what space do you use when you set up? Like, just you know, you pay for that. You know, your, your circle." your little setup space um and then she said how how many playgroups do you run and this this uh, specifically for playgroup how many playgroups do you run and I said um at the time I think we were actually running three and how many people do you usually get there so look if you really do think about you're doing it over 40 weeks of the year you've got three playgroups it probably comes down to like a dollar a session and I was like oh yeah yeah, okay. And then the, it, it doesn't feel like such a huge sum of money because actually, yes, I do feel like we could contribute to our area to use it. Mm. Like it would be so good if it was free. Like I do feel like we meet all of the targets and the goals for council. Yeah, the council like priorities. We hit every one of them but technology, everyone. Everyone. So I, I do feel like we are an asset and our programs are an asset to the community. Um, and even having us there, like, makes people happy. Like, mm. just, you know, elderly people go, oh, it's so lovely to see you all out here playing. Back know. in my day. <laughs> yeah, like, they just, they, they love it. So, you know, I think that we definitely are an asset. But it's reframing the idea of what, what we're doing. It's an investment. It's the, the cost of doing what we do. Um, and so when we, we think about things differently, it makes it so much easier to accept mm. them and be grateful that we can operate in this way because yeah. we have beautiful spaces that we use, um, council land and private land and, and always having to have that gratitude, um, A, that we, haven't, that we can get insurance, gratitude that we have places to run and gratitude for people trying to help us find our place within the system or outside of the system and making a new way for us, you know. Every yeah. department, every every industry that's ever popped up is because someone made it that way. Yeah, and I think that's, it's, I'm glad that you mentioned locations and council because that was another thing when we first started I felt that we were up against again and not yeah. just because of price because, again, when we approached our local council here at Sunshine Coast Council, again, they were like, oh, we've never done, because at the time we were rotating playgroups, so we were asking for multiple locations on the same permit. Yeah, so their application, we didn't fit the application guidelines. <laughs> we didn't fit the check boxes. Yeah. Again. <laughs> you don't fit in these little square boxes. <laughs> yeah, and we made it work and we have such a great um, relationship with our local council here, but also Amanda, thank so great. Our Brisbane manager mm. has done the same thing in forging relationships with Brisbane City Council and um, Ipswich Council, Redlands, everywhere. Um, Ipswich weren't going to. Well, they haven't had anyone let anybody do nature play programs on their on their spaces. And Amanda's just 
kept building this relationship and really explained what it is exactly what we do and how. Making a case. Exactly. Putting a proposal forward. And now Ipswich is going to start allowing Nature Play programs. So it doesn't just benefit us as a business. That means other businesses can come to Ipswich. That means more children can come to Ipswich. That's thousands and thousands of children every year that can now do Nature Play because we've pushed that boundary and said, well, can you just create another bloody checkbox for us? Yeah. Hi, we're here. Yeah, you got to put yourself out there, and if you want to make a name for yourself, you got to you got to be the squeaky wheel, make some noise. Yeah, you got to got to be on it. And um, I'm coming from first, put my hand up. Not my not my strength. Second hand up here. Don't love <laughs> it, but we did it because we wanted it so badly. You have to put yourself out there, um, and the reward is tenfold. Like the amount of times that I we meet people now could be anywhere and they're like oh wildlings I've heard of you and oh we'd love to talk more about blah 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 and like there's such a flow-on effect too um and and I'm so grateful that we have such an amazing team that is willing to push the boundaries of what already exists just because it doesn't exist doesn't mean it can't exist in the future and you know it's going back to that growth mindset I think we spoke about a few episodes ago as well of and no doesn't mean no, like you said. And mo- no means no, not yet. <laughs> no, do you need some more information? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we teach that to kids, right? Like they're like, I don't know that. And you're like, yet. It's always that yet. Um, and if you've got a good enough case, you just need to find the right people to talk to, uh, to to make it work. And sometimes it can be a hard slog. I know that there's, you know, some people that are really, really struggle. Um, but over time, you'll find those those people who love what you do mm. and will try and work with whoever they can to help you out. Yeah. So our advice to you out there listening is that you need to do the work to figure out who you are and what you believe in. So find that just cause. Mm. And then once you do that, then you'll, you'll naturally start searching for a community that aligns with your values or finding those champions that align with your values as well, whether that's with the education department or council or whether it's just, you know, local teachers that are, you're maybe a bit a bit jaded or looking for something more. Mm. You're never alone. It just sometimes takes a bit of work and a bit of time to find those like-minded souls. And then also on top of that, you then end up with this community and your your cha- like actual champions that are there with you. And for us, that was like our homeschooling community and um, our playgroup community. They're, they're the bones of of who we are. Absolutely. Um, and we've we've made friends. Our childrens have made friends. We showed up, we spoke up, we asked for support, we created offerings that served their needs, um, yeah. which is how our business grew. Um, so now on top of the homeschooling community, we also have our business community. So we have an in-person community and we have this amazing online community where we can help each other solve problems, um, when we can vent, when we're having a hard mm. day, because I'm going to be honest, like running a business is not all sunshines and rainbows. I know we talk about how great it is. Um, but it's hard work. there are hard days. It's hard work and there are always going to be things in any business, in any career that you do that is going to make you want to scream and cry. Um, but I remember that just causing you why always makes it um, worth it in the end. Mm. But we can champion each other's successes. So um, I tell you what, one of the highlights of my day the other day was seeing on our wild business community someone starting their business and they were. Yeah, Zia and Chloe. Hi, <laughs> so so excited and I just I just thought wow you know I 
absolutely adore seeing people going after their dream and making a go of something and pushing the boundaries and making a better world for children. Like it just, it gives me goosebumps every time. Yeah, because um, they started by listening. Like it's it's crazy to me. Like it blows my mind. I know. They started by listening to the podcast. They got inspired. They joined Wild Business. Now we're in that community going, oh, my God, yeah, yes. you're launching this week. Like Leanne launched her Wild Gully the other week. Like it's just people are just starting. So we have built this, like we built our own community. And, and it's better than any community because we're all in it together. There's like this, mm. it's not a competitive environment. It's a collaborative environment and it's more than I could ever have dreamed of. Uh, yeah, you know, it's even, what I wish we had have had when we started. My yeah, God. exactly. And everyone is each other's champion because when we when we do well, everyone does well. Yeah, and when we do well, children do well, and then they change the planet. Exactly. So we've got this beautiful, thriving, uplifting community that is literally changing how Australians get children outdoors. Mm, but if your thing's not getting children outdoors, and your just cause is something else that you might find your community and that support in like a local gardening group or yeah. an online educators group. Maybe you're into music and you're joining like, you know, a choir or the First oh, Nations Collective. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you don't need to just start, you know, just because we talk all about it, it doesn't mean that your community is, if you're not feeling aligned to what we're talking about. That's just our lens. That's out. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But there are those groups and those communities out there. It might just be that you need support in motherhood right now. So go and join a play group or go and join, yeah. I don't know, anything, yeah. anything, whatever floats your boat. Because no one knows your local, local area like you. You just need to put yourself in those spaces. You need to be yourself, be your authentic self. Mm. You need to show up to those networking opportunities, which I know can be hard with a little baby sometimes. But ask for what you need, whether that's, you know, your partner to have them while you go at, at, away at night and, and express and do all the things or you need to make those meaningful connections to keep your cup filled. Yeah. But you also need to say yes and sometimes yeah. saying yes before you think you're ready because I know that's how we got here. <laughs> yes, give us two weeks and we will have that organised. We still do that. We say yes yeah. and think about it later. Yeah, and it's it's never failed us because we love a deadline. <laughs> we, do. we love a deadline. I think that our whole business loves a deadline. Um, don't we all really? <laughs> if you have been listening to us for a while, you'll know that we're all about taking the road less travelled. Um, and like we've been saying, everyone should live an extraordinary life, full of challenge, full of purpose and full of passion. I hope is my greatest wish for you. Yeah. It is my greatest wish for the next generation of children. And it is the greatest wish for me and you too. Like, yeah, it is. Work at that every day. Like it's not just ease. Like our growth in the last five years, like take the income out of it, take even our just cause out of it. If it folded tomorrow, one of the best things I've got out of this is our own personal growth. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. From the challenges yeah. that we've had. <laughs> exactly. Well, you don't. You don't get that growth without things being difficult. If it was that easy, you're not going to grow. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So if you're someone who works with children, believe us when we say that starting your own business, whether that's something to do with nature play, um, it will lead you to some of your greatest teaching moments. And we've learnt I, I just li literally couldn't even count how many lessons we've learned. But to get to these moments, you need to do the work. And so we're here to guide you and cheer you on should you need that support. Because honestly, if we can do it, 
homeschooling to four children um, and all of the other things that challenge us. Answering a phone call, (laughs) somehow turning into running a podcast. (laughs) You can too. You can too. So we've actually opened our wait list for our business, which is mm. a business course for education change makers, just like you. So you can head to wildlingsforestschool.com forward slash wild dash business. And we'll be having some juicy conversations that uh, may help you to find your purpose as well. So until next week, stay, stay wild. wild.